about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Hello and welcome to another stupendous episode of Do You Remember Robotech? I am standing right now on the finalist stage of the Mr. Podcaster competition with my captain and judge in front of me, Manny Fresh. Manny, what questions do you need to know to see me in a swimsuit and to see how smart I am? Uh, As the captain, I don't have any voice roles this episode. Oh. Like zero. (laughs) Yes, that's true. He has a very funny face, but no, nothing. But you need to, <laughs> I demand you continue this bit. Give me like an idle question. Like they would ask oh, okay. You. Uh, do you have a boyfriend? Well, it's funny you ask. You see, I'm actually extremely attainable. So if there are any boys out there that want to kiss me on the lips, I'm extremely attainable. But it's not like I'm a loser either. <laughs> Teehee. Teehee. Ha, I could be anyone's boyfriend, but I'm no one's boyfriend. That could be anyone's boyfriend except for this one person. Yeah, there's one person out there that I'm dad zoning. I'm putting him in the dad zone, which means no kissing on the lips. Oh, boy. Oh, what a great opening that was. Welcome. (laughs) We're so excited to be here with a stupendous uh, idol-themed episode. Manny, do you know that idols are related to Macross in some way? Uh, gross idols. What did you, did you really like not ever see anything about idols before leading to Macross? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, am. I okay. know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm been... doing a bit here. Let me do my bit. Okay. I, I don't know how poisoned by knowledge you are. I, I, you, you seem to not be aware even that there was like singing in, in Macross. Uh, no, what? Yes. I totally knew. No. Oh, okay. Well, you know, like, like as a thing in it. Uh, maybe I'm just making that up. I feel like you've said that before, but you know, to to, to this extent. Uh, but yeah, is, there's some idol stuff going on in this episode. Do you have a favorite idol, Manny? Uh, do I do I know any idols? Idols, idols. That's uh, not the question I asked, but that will uh, work. My too. my favorite idols are the the ah oh, Rin from uh, what is that one? The the high school idols anime thing. Love Live. Love Live. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Is that the one you took your friend to? That is the one that I took my friend to and told him it was going to be Jurassic Park. And then it turned out to be not Jurassic Park. Do you think people will watch Macross in the same way? They're like, oh, man, I'm so glad there's only going to be only mechs in here and no none of that dumb idol shit. And then they get to episode nine. They're like, oh, no, it's that idol shit. I think by episode nine, you're already committed. You're like, you... They could hit you with that idle shit, and you're like, oh, you know, there's still mechs in here. I, I'll take, I'll take the good with the bad. But yeah, there's some cool mechs in here. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think this episode introduced a, a real cool looking version of a mech. Well, there's a cool mech in this episode, but yes. yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I also, I have no appeal, opinions about idols. Uh, there's a cool subplot in Odd Taxi about an idol group. I like that a lot. 
that's my strongest opinion I have. Oh, I like baby metal. They're not idols at all. They're just singers. But I don't know. They they popped into my mind when I when I heard that. Maybe they're idols. What is an idol? What is what does an idol make? I think of idols as a very specific sort of like entertaining personality rather than even like a genre where it's, it's more about like how you appear in public and you know, like the specific way that you're interacting with your fans. Yes. 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 Like, uh, I think, I think of the handshake mini game from Yakuza five. Hmm. Well, it's laid up to three and zero. Well, uh, Haruka becomes an idol in Yakuza five. Spoilers. They're really far and deep for them to get an idol ship in Yakuza. Five whole uh, games. And then in Yakuza 6, Haruka is pregnant, and she's very much not an idol in, in that game. Oh, wow. I, I had somehow gone on this time without knowing that. Thank you for spoiling me on Yakuza 6. And that's what I, mean, I get. If you stopped at 3, you're, you're, by the time you get to 6, you're going to forget. Okay, fair, fair enough. You know, some people say you never forget pregnancy, but... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to forget a pregnancy, a real pregnancy anyway. I, well, I, I was going to ask you what's a fake pregnancy, but I maybe don't want to know the answer to that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, shout out, to kin- shout out to Kindergarten Cop. I mean, I guess in fiction, was that a real pregnancy in universe? I've, if I've seen Kindergarten, Cinder, ki- fuck, if I've seen Kindergarten Cop, it has been like 10 years. I know Look, nothing about kindergarten cop. I just want to say that if you if you left in me having trouble pronouncing McCrub Applebee's, you got to leave yours in here. You can edit this goddamn episode if you want to leave that in. <laughs> that's that's the weight you have to hold. No, I'm good. You can cut it out then. All right. Great. That's the price I have to pay. Okay. Uh so let's let's get into the first segment. Now what's what's our first segment? We're not really sure. We've kind of gone both ways I, on it. I have decided it is yeah. it is the dumb jo- dumb JoJo segment. Yeah, I was gonna say jump dodo segment. <laughs> I should edit that snafu into where I did my snafu. That's pretty <laughs> They're clever. Too close together. They're too close together. All right. So yeah, you just think that works a little bit better, Manny? Yes. Let's let's just go as is. All right. Yeah. Let's let's start with uh, the JoJo segment. I hope you have it pulled up already, Manny and audience. I have another, you know, sort of fitting one for this episode. Um, I'm not quite getting to the very like long stretches yet in terms of relevancy. It's just like maybe like a half stretch, you know, it's like waking up in the morning stretch wise. Okay. Uh, but we are covering Osiris, which you may be thinking, Oh, is there a band called Osiris? Maybe actually there's probably a band called Osiris, but not named after it. As far as I know, this is back when they were naming all the stands after tarot cards. Uh, does that make you less angry than when they named the stands after bands? I mean, it makes me more angry that you're pronouncing the second T in tarot. Oh, yeah. Is that you don't do that? No. Whoops. Uh, sorry, all you witches out there. I have a big audience on witch talk. Wow. OK, forget all the warlocks, <laughs> I guess. Wow. <laughs> Fuck warlocks. <laughs> they got a, their warlocks are a little prissy bitches. Warlocks should just call themselves witches regardless of gender. If you ask me, I'm, I'm, I'm a dude witch. That's cool. I, if, I think both words are cool to say. So uh, I'm against this warlock erasure. Warlock always seems like a cool, like trying too hard version uh, of which. You, yeah. you wouldn't have warlock talk. I, actually, that does sound kind of good. I like warlock talk. That kind of fits. Maybe yeah. I'm convincing myself. Anyway, um, you know, audience, 
and Manny, tell me what you think about this guy. I don't know how Auden's going to tell me, but in, in your mind, I can hear you. Okay, I can feel so it. I have permission to scroll down now? Yes, scroll down and look. Look at, I, I have three pictures for you. Episode 9, Osiris. There's a, there's like a green dude with bamboo shoot thumbs, fingers. Mm-hmm. Is that what they are? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. They almost look like a, what do you call those things that the data had his fingers stuck in? The Chinese finger trap thing? Yeah, that's it. The Chinese finger trap. Okay. I hope that's it, not like a really racist term that, for that's, something. That's, that's why I pointed to Star Trek <laughs> first. I, I didn't just say Chinese finger traps. I could just blame it on Star Trek at this point. Okay. I've, uh, that's, I've only heard them refer to them that, that way, but I I hope we don't find out. It's it's a dreadful name. If it is, I'm sorry. We'll do better. Okay. Uh, so yeah. back to describing this guy. He's green. He's pretty hulked out. Uh, he looks like he's got some sort of beanie on. Yeah, he, he looks a bit like fancy, uh, handsome Squidward from SpongeBob in his face design. Oh my god! Now that you mention it, yeah, he's got those lips. Yeah, it's it's. Do these do do stands have genders? Um, I'd say most of them share the the gender of their the user. Yeah, um, in 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 most cases. I I think I think you should say if if you had to say I think this seems like a he him stand. Uh, sometimes I think I think sometimes like a woman might have a masculine stand, and sometimes they'll have a stand that'll be like you know not humanoid at all, which I guess yeah, would, like, like like that tower from last time. Yeah, or or even the um the the the, the other uh, self self harm one wasn't really humanoid very much. All right, so uh, looks like he's wearing. He's wearing uh, a tight shirt. Uh, he's got the the handsome Squidward face. Right. He's got uh, big butt eyebrows. Well, not not eyebrows, but not uh, eyebrows, like, like but muscles, eyebrow muscles. They're they're like uh, those uh, like those stereotypical um, Neanderthal eyebrow mm, ridges. Yeah, yeah, a bit like ridges. That. Yeah, it's got a bit. He has some booty cheeks on those ridges. Uh, those um, are kind of like mine. I don't know. I don't know if you remember my <laughs> my eyebrow ridges. I don't know how close attention you paid to my eyebrow ridges. I don't think when I saw you, I thought, oh, this is a Neanderthal, if that's what you're saying. I mean, it's pretty close. Yeah. So, so you'll see on the right there, that's the, the manga version. Uh, this I will say this is not like a different form or anything. He just looks very different between his two adaptations. I, I see some poker chips down here. Yeah. So, so, so. What do you think's going on there? Judging from those poker chips and the way the user is dressed, this guy looks like a. Like a Las Vegas dealer, poker dealer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this stand is poker chip related. Uh, okay. Probably turning people into poker chips and then gambling with their lives. Okay. You're, you basically got it. What is the requirement for turning someone into a poker chip? Uh, do they have to agree to fight you or something like that? That's part of it. Yeah, they, they agree to fight you. And then, and then something else has to happen. Uh, they have to place a bet. Yep. Keep going. Uh, do they then have to bring out their stand? And that's why there's two poker chips. No, no, the, their their own stands are unrelated. Uh, but you you got ninety nine percent of the way there. Uh, they if they they agree to a bet, uh, and if they lose the bet, they're turned into poker chips. I hate how close I was. Yeah, you were you were there. You were there, dude. You got so close. This, this is uh, disgusting. I. <laughs> I hate this. I hate myself. I hate the world. 
Yeah, so this is Osiris. Uh, his game of choice he plays is poker, although I guess technically you could do any game with it. Uh, I chose it because this is an episode about a competition. Um, if you're curious about you know fighting games, this guy is not in the fighting games as a playable character, but you do have a mini game featuring him in the original um, PlayStation 1. And was it Genesis fighting game? It was a Genesis fighting game? Wow. Yeah, the, the the PS one one. It was for some. It was for arcades too, and some other console. But yeah, for that one, he's like a mini game in the middle of the story mode. So you oh, play cool. a little bit of a poker game, game against like him. like the test your might guy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I it, I one of my favorite like quote unquote fights in part three. This one's cool because it's basically just like a game of poker. Like there's stand action, but it's not like a you know not like punching each other. It's like very slight and like you're using your stand. For an advantage in a game of poker, uh, it's pretty sick. I like this one quite a bit. All right, I will feign interest and ask one more question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, does this guy uh, stick around, or is he just a, a one fight and done kind of guy? He is a one fight and done kind of guy. However, he is a little bit more relevant than most because he has a brother that comes in later that has oh. a very similar thing going on. A brother. <laughs> and wow, that's a literally a perfect segue. Good job. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, so, go on. so we're done with your segment. Now we're going to get to my segment. Uh, do we, do uh, we see, did I see the name, by the way? Standing ovation? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Fuck the claps. Standing ovation <laughs> is over. Uh, you, can, you can insert like two or three more claps if you want. <laughs> like just over me. <laughs> sure. I'll so, keep it so, going lightly in the background the whole episode, like white noise. <laughs> your your segment is done, but my segment is starting now. My segment, do we do we have a name for my segment? Should I name this? No, it's voice actors. Just voice actor corner here? If you really want to name it, you have right now and no other time to do it. Uh, quick. Quick. Uh, no, I'm under pressure. I can't. Uh, Blue Wind. All right. <laughs> We're not going to name it that. <laughs> All right, Man- Man- Manny's uh, sponsored by Blue Wind, voice actor, voice actor corner. corner. <laughs> today, today uh, we're focusing on uh, Maximilian Sterling, not Maximilian Genius, Maximilian Sterling, voiced by one Cam Clark. I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with this gentleman here. Uh, uh, according to Wikipedia, he is from Burbank, California. He's been in the acting business since 1965, but only voice acting since the mid 80s. Uh, Robotech was actually one of his first big voice acting roles uh, in which he is credited as Jimmy Flinders. Uh, I, I did look last episode to see if he was in there and I didn't see. And I was like, oh, maybe they just haven't added it in this episode. But no, he was just under a different name. Jimmy Flinders. Uh, Cam Clark is best known to us, to you and me, probably to any type of person who would listen to this podcast as Liquid Snake. Just just liquid snake. You know what I'm talking about. Hmm. You've seen that video of him uh, ordering at Burger King or whatever. <laughs> oh, did like this voice actor go to Burger King with like the voice or did yeah, it like it, a fan thing? No, no, no. The voice actor went up to Burger King and he did the voice ordering. Oh, that's great. That's re- I, I don't think I've ever seen that video. I you need to see that video. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> a couple of other things he's done is he voices Simba in everything except the original two Lion King movies. So if you've seen him in, in Kingdom Hearts, 
notorious Disney head Manny. Manny's a Disney adult. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but uh, he he also uh, uh, I don't uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, he also uh, in Lion King uh, two. Is there a two or is it two and a quarter or whatever? Like Kingdom there's Hearts. two. There's both. There's Lion King two and there's Lion King. I think one and a half is what it's called. I it has a really cool DVD special feature where you do a fake roller coaster, and I had a really fun time watching that over and over as a kid, and not so much the actual movie, which is a you know a movie about the secret life of Timon and Pumbaa in the midst of Lion King one. Oh wow! Okay, so in Lion King two, the second one, he voices Simba, but only for the singing. Huh? For the actual voice acting, it's it's just regular old Matthew Broderick. Have you seen The Lion King? I've seen The Lion King, yes. Cool. On on VHS. It that that's how long ago I watched The Lion King. Uh, I assume you've not seen the quote unquote live action remake of it. I have not. I, I do remember seeing like a, a a weekly cartoon back in the day. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't I don't think Ken Clark was involved in that. Yeah, they, uh, it's from my research. Seems like kind of a bigger name voice actor at that time, maybe to get for a whole TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. He does many iterations of Leonardo the Ninja Turtle, uh, including the original '80s cartoon one, and a lots and lots of video games. Leonardo's. Uh, he is He Man, but not the original one. So he he's a he's a lot of like that guy, but not the original that guy. Yeah. Would you also consider yourself a He Man fan in the same way you consider yourself a TMNT fan? Uh, no, I, I've never seen like the original He-Man. The only thing I've seen is is that that ha 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 video. You know what I'm talking that's about? That's good. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, let's see here. He was the He-Man for like the early 2000s up until like maybe 2015 or so. Good voice. Uh, in my list here, there's a voice uh, he does in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah. Uh, Stardust Crusaders. He does a character. Daniel Darby? I don't know who that is. Do you know Daniel off the top of your head? Are you joking? I, I don't know. Have we already done Daniel? Daniel Darby is literally the guy I chose. And I <laughs> here's here's what's funny. I had no idea until now. I swear to God. <laughs> I, go. I swear <laughs> to God I did not know that guy I chose was the voice actor. <laughs> you mean this gambler guy right here? Yeah, this gambler guy for the oh, JoJo wow. segment. Wow. <laughs> that is... I. I look last time I, I told you that you and the Manny and the audience ahead of time, complete coincidence. That is so fucking funny. Wow. This is, this is some fantastic synchronicity. We've got Jesus here. Christ. This is, we're not going to peak this. This is the best. This is podcast elation right now. <laughs> oh my we're, God. We're right. We're riding high here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he does. He voices Aladdin in the 1992 Aladdin animated film, but not that 1992 Aladdin animated film. It's it's like some some off brand one that came out in the same year, I yeah. guess to take advantage of of the hype. Kingdom Hearts two used some of the Aladdin like sequel stuff in its lore. Oh yeah, uh, like the the, the King of Thieves or whatever. Yeah, I forget which parts exactly, but I, I think I think the main thing I remember is like the Yago as a good guy thing. I think that comes from the the TV show and the sequels, and that's in Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that from the TV show. He uh like. I'm only mentioning this because of the similarity of the name. He's got a voice role in the 101 Dalmatians animated TV series, which I never even heard of. Uh, but he voices a character named Rex Hunter 
which I, I think is just kind of funny. It's just so close to Rick Hunter. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Rick, Rick Hunter is very similar to Rick Hunter. Yes. Yes. That is exactly what I just said. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to delete you saying it <laughs> and, and then rearrange your words to say, wow, that is smart, Shane. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got here. We've got a couple of other Robotech roles. Uh, a character named Lance Belmont. I, I don't know who that is yet. Maybe, maybe we'll run into him soon. Maybe 50 episodes from now. Who knows? He's not uh, a Castlevania he, guy. He does sound like a Castlevania guy. Uh, I think in the, in the entry in his Wikipedia page, it said Lance Lancer Belmont. Yeah. Um, and also in the Robotech Battlecry game as a one Jack Archer. Wow. We have so many more exciting roles of him to look forward to. Yeah. I can't wait for the podcast episode where we play Robotech Battlecry. Yeah. We'll that'll be it. fun. Where we'll, you know, just, just like we do, we'll just play all of Robotech Battlecry right before the recording. Just like <laughs> we do for the episodes. Like, like five minutes before. <laughs> Fuck. Really slamming P- PCCS X2 to the limits. We are going to be put like 35 times running that game to play it fast enough to finish. Oh, man. Let's abuse those save saves too. Any any other guys he's done? Or is that it? I mean, there's a couple of little roles, but this is this is the major stuff that would apply to you and me. Okay, yeah, good. Thank you. That's, that's a good list. I am still blown the fuck away by that Darby guy. <laughs> right? I I was sitting in the bath. I was thinking like, what competition or like what would be the relevant one? I was like, okay, well, there's one stand that's like you know competition based on winning or losing, and I chose that. Uh, what's what's funny is that like Darby has like an like, iconic. English line, but only in Japanese. I don't think I've heard his uh, English voice. Oh, well, I mean, you have, but not that character. Right, right, right. That, that, that's what it, Darby's English voice, uh, which I, I might go listen to afterwards now that I'm curious. Yeah. I'll, I have I a would, lot of homework. I would want to listen to that iconic line in English. Go ahead, Mr. Juster. Did you just admit you want to watch a JoJo scene? A JoJo I clip? said that line. <laughs> I did not say a scene. Okay, you're, you're moving oh. up. You're, you're inching upwards in your acceptance levels. Hopefully, he can he can get close to brother. It's not going to be that good. I, I don't think I say it quite right, but I'm just going to keep saying it how I say it. It's fine. I I, I get you get it. It's good. Uh so yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. Segment over. Let's go on to the next segment, please. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's go on to a segment that has nothing to do with Disney. Other than, you know, I think they, they brought over some Ghibli films, so you can maybe argue like that as a relation to, um, you know, Harmony Gold also, I think, brought over some some Ghibli films. It's so, like there's some cases where you could look at the Harmony Gold dub and then, you know, the, the, the Disney dub of some films. So I guess you can make that connection. But other than that, unrelated to Disney, here is Macross and Robotech. We're going to tell you what happened in episode nine. Uh, this one is the same name in both, correct? It is Miss um, Macross. Uh, I believe so, yes. Uh, and I'm doing your summary first, as always, under episode nine of Macross. Good luck. As usual, Hikaru is getting friend-zoned again, this time at the world-famous Variation Coffee Shop in the most romantic seat in the house while looking out at that sunset. And he doesn't even realize it. The poor kid even gives his team the night off so he can have a private dinner with Minmay on Saturday night. Sorry, Ikaru, but Minmay has more important things to do. Bolden weirdly underlined, It's that time of the year, folks. Miss Macross season is upon us again for the first time. 
You did a joke on purpose? Yes. Uh, okay. 28 lovely contestants will enter the ring, and you, yes, you, listener, will decide the winner. Everyone will be watching. Even our Zentradi friends are tuning in. But that's not all. The winner will take home a sweet luxury sports jet. <coughs> Good job. It's a night of the pageant, and Hikaru is stuck on standby duty while everybody else is tuning in to see Minmei strut her stuff. Heck, even the bridge crew is watching. Or they were, until they detected an enemy vessel spying on the pageant. They, they definitely were, even after that. <laughs> they were not paying the fuck attention. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, too bad Hikaru ditched standby duty to go ogle Minmei's swimsuit version. Wow! Minmei just friendzoned Hikaru on stage in front of the entire ship, and then he gets called out by Misa. Also in front of the entire ship. Rough night for Hikaru. Uh, I disagree with uh, this first bit here. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Just just know my, my frustration in saying what I believe to be incorrect misinformation. Okay. Uh, just like when, when Fokker is just get out later in the summary. <laughs> uh, rough night for Hikaru. He's got to get his butt all sorts of scrambled. Just him. No one else. Lol and Lamau. Even Fokker is like, haha, get fucked, Hikaru. I'm going to sit back and watch this pageant. Good luck, bro. Hikaru finally launches to intercept the Zentradi spy ship, but communications aren't working too well. Seems the only signal that's coming in strong is a Miss Macross pageant. Over in the spy ship, they are absolutely flabbergasted by what they see men and women on the same ship. How terribly uncouth. Meanwhile, Hikaru is, stare- sorry, uh, Hikaru is staring way too hard at the screen when Minmei's turn comes up. So hard that he doesn't see the spy ship nearly touching his mech. The ship launches missiles at such a close distance they can't miss, but a car uses the power of teenage boy horniness to dodge all of them. The spy crew uh, thinks they've shot Hikaru down, but so they get busy discovering the power of teenage boy horniness for themselves, but that's when Hikaru strikes, strikes back. The battle crosses as both sides keep an eye out on the pageant, leveraging the power of horny as they trade fire, and just as Hikaru lands a hit on the ship, the crew bails out on their escape pod. Hikaru boards the ship and notices that the crew is watching the pageant when the ship suddenly self-destructs. Hikaru barely survives the explosion to see Minmei crowned Miss Macross against all odds. Poor Hikaru thinks that Queen Minmei might now friendzone him, but buddy, that happened in like episode two. Also, subplot about celebrity trying to read the pageant, but Minmei was just too cute to lose. Good, uh, good summary. Except for the part you disagree with. Yeah, yeah, I disagree. I think... In that scene, in I, I think I don't know if you're getting them confused, but she's not talking about um, Hikaru in that scene. She says, uh, you know, she's going out and strutting her stuff, and I think in response to a question for for that specific line, uh, she says like, "Hey, my uh, I I like have a cousin who I'm very close to." Uh, no, she does not say a cousin. She says, "I have a boy." Uh, I she might say cousin. But she says, I think of him like an older uh, cousin. I, I'm going, you know what? It's going to be annoying to edit. I'm going to go look for that scene right now. You go ahead Hold and do on. that. I'm going to do Thank that you. too. Uh, no, I don't have anyone I could call a boyfriend. I do have a lot of friends though. Uh, yeah, she totally calls him a cousin. Like she, she doesn't even just like friends on him. She puts him in the family bracket. No, but she's she's talking about... Okay, is is it, uh, so she, she has friends with him. She says, okay, everyone close to me is like, you know, I don't have anyone I can call a boyfriend. You have a lot of friends. So I guess you can call that a friend zone. But she just says, no, I have a cousin who's like a big brother to me. She's, she doesn't, she's not calling Hikaru a cousin. She's calling her cousin 
a cousin, like a big brother. No, like, like I don't. Her, her cousin is a little kid who was trying to pee in the first episode. That's not her. That's not her cousin. That's totally her cousin. Okay, she's like, she's. Oh, I'm poisoned by knowledge. Is the thing. I don't. Is Jason her cousin? Yes, and well, in Robotech. Then okay, she's referring to a different. She's another cousin. Okay, is the thing. Well, uh, and Hikaru doesn't know that here, and and he thinks he's referring to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, which is which is very weird. I I don't get how either of you make that mistake. I I don't know how you would call someone. I say I have a cousin who's like a big brother to me, and think that's like a friend. I think they're referring to you when you're not the cousin, right? Uh, I I think she's just like trying to keep secrets. What? I, you are you are 100 wrong. I I will move move forward. So yeah, I I will I'll give you half a point. She does say she does she does say I. Don't have a boyfriend. I have a lot of friends. That is another, you know, quote unquote friend zone. But she does not call him a cousin. She's calling her cousin a cousin, and then she further compares her cousin. Sorry, her, her I was like portmanteaued cousin and husband. There. Well, this her is husband. a heretofore unknown cousin. So, I, uh, as far as I know, me not contaminated by future knowledge. Yeah. She she is she is just casually uh, friend zoning Hikaru like she always does. I. It just does not make sense to. I, I'm really going to stick to this. It does not make sense to, to refer to someone as I have say I have a cousin that is okay. like a brother to me, and be referring okay, okay. to someone that is not your cousin. I, I, I'm going to say that Minmay knows what she's talking about. Hikaru does not. Okay, I so so Hikaru's line after that. We're getting real on the weeds in this um, because, it, and I think I think part of it is that Robotech is polluting your brain as much you don't want to be, uh, believe it because. Uh, Ro- Robotech's delivery here is very much that she does refer to, um, you know, Rick in that instance. Yes, yes, she totally does. But and that Rick gets I, I, mad about it. I wrote I, the I, summary before I watched Robotech. <laughs> oh, okay, but no, no. Um, Hikaru, Hikaru responds. He says, "A cousin who's like a big brother, huh?" Uh, but he he doesn't he doesn't look mad and he doesn't sound mad. He sound he sounds curious. So he's he's also like learning this information. He's like, oh, she has a cousin that's like a big brother, huh? Uh, she's not. He's not mad about it. Mm, I'm not convinced, but okay. Okay. All right. We can. We now that I've made my case, but, but I I do think that even with him not being mentioned, he's being friendsome. Okay. Well, he he's he's being friendsome in the prior line is the thing. He yes. he already got friend. He got the first half was friendsome. The second half is introducing, you know, more info about a character we have not yet met. Uh, that will come up eventually. Uh, um, I, re- I really do want to stop using the the, the term friend zone, but <laughs> it, it's just so applicable here. <laughs> um, yes, we truly, tr- this is the, the bait of being media uh, critics without going to grad school. We only know the one word. We're sorry. Yeah. We'll learn, we'll learn another word eventually. Maybe. Maybe send in, send in more words for us to learn. Well, it'll be great. <laughs> Uh, send only synonyms for friend zone. Over. We don't want to hear any other ones. Any other words, just friend yeah. zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, other other than that, glaring disagreement we had. But good summary. You ready to read mine? Oh yeah, you have a summary too. That's right. I do. Oh boy. I do. All right. I hope I'm not uh, too drunk to read it. <laughs> uh, it, it, I, it has been a long time since we recorded, and I needed. Uh, a little encouragement. I will say, I don't know. I didn't put this in the edit last episode, audience, but we had that argument over uh, whether that guy was dead and Manny refused to admit my point on the podcast. And afterwards, he came up to me in, in Discord. And he's like, you know what? I looked it up. You're right. And I think it's the same that's going to happen. 
this is going to admit it in private, non-public for that, that same thing. Anyway, uh, I'm, I am, I am stating now for the record yeah. that I will not admit my error. <laughs> if, if it is in fact an error, <laughs> I will sing. I will not admit my error is <laughs> admitting your error. <laughs> okay. Go, you can, you, you can read my, my summary now. Uh, episode nine of Robotech, also titled Miss Macross. Uh, Rick and me may hang out at a, in the cafe looking at a fake sky, discussing the who cares? It's the Miss Macross competition. Ben Dixon and Max are given the day off by Rick to cheer for his favorite competitor, Minmay. This is immediately contradicted by the next scene, however, as Rick gets the news from Minmay herself that she's entered, and he's initially none too pleased. Fokker uh, tells him to stop being such a Rick song. <laughs> and he complies. Uh, th- this was the uh, continuity snarl that, that I was talking about. Okay. We were talking about that. Yeah, we both uh, got it. Uh, uh, I double checked to make sure that was not a thing in, in Macross. Uh, no, it is not. It is not. Yeah, it gives it up uh, for another later reason, as you mentioned in your summary. Yes, he totally he totally gives him the day off so that he could chill with Min May. And then she totally. Look, look Min May in both uh, shows says. It was the mayor's idea, but now she totally she she signed up herself. What well, we're on it, I think. it is so funny the way that Rikaru hangs up the phone in both instances. Yes, uh, I I think maybe it's just like cut for time, but it sounds like she's like, "Hey, yeah, I'm going to the Miss Mascross competition." He's like, "I don't like that," and hangs up. Uh, and I think in in Macross, it's a little bit more uh, abrupt. Like he's actually hanging up on her. Yeah, but I, I feel like in Robotech, he just ends the call. Yeah, it's, it's funny both ways. Uh, meanwhile, the Zentradi are picking up a strange signal, an advertisement for the Miss Macross competition. This confuses them greatly, as they and they respond by sending out a recon mission with their three best men. The Crackshot Trio, codename Blue Wind. I have a request. Could you please say Blue Wind each time it comes up in the same way he says it in Robotech? Uh, how does he say it in Robotech? Codename Blue Wind. Blue Wind. Yeah. Yeah, code name Blue Wind. Yeah, say code like name, that. code name Blue Wind. <laughs> Thank you. On the Macross again, the competition begins. Lisa and Claudia both agree that the star judge, one Henry Global, is very daddy positive. <laughs> Backstage, Jan Morris, famous movie star and favorite to win, refuses to sign Min May's handkerchief. On the competition floor itself, Min May. Brother zones Rick in front of the whole crowd. I found the new word. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to use that. I don't like brother <laughs> zones. It's, it's, it's got unfortunate connotations that I do not like. You, you thought she cousin brother zoned him like it, like double, double. So, uh, you know, I mean, in the South, that, that kind of <laughs> oh, stuff. <God>. Is... <laughs> Unfortunately for Rick, he's called to scramble against the blue wind recon ship. He decided he decides to jump into the cool new armored Valkyrie, which gets him chewed out by Lisa. That was kind of a weird thing, right? She's just like, oh, you're not authorized to take that. And he's just like, okay. And takes it out anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he, he's already done it by that point. So, I mean, he's already know, done but, it. Was he going to go back yeah. in while there's yeah. a spy ship out there? For forgiveness uh, and permission and all that. In any case, Blue Wind is having a scary gender thoughts as they see a man talking to a woman on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> telly. that's very funny uh, uh telly has four exclamation points it's uh, uh i don't think I, I emphasized it enough but there you go rick is also having gender thoughts of his own sort of if you count nearly jacking off to a swimsuit competition in his cockpit as such 
man, he is <laughs> really close to that screen, isn't he? <laughs> He's all up on there. He's having a good time. Uh, Rick takes a brief jacking break to get a shot at to get shot at by uh, missiles from Blue Wind, who are not really being very horny in this adaptation. They're not at all. No. They, they they really. I was going to say tone that down, but they just cut it out entirely. It's just like snip, sad. snip. Yeah. Uh, after a brief interlude, Rick attacks the recon ship back for their lack of respect slash erection slash respection and disables it. Thinking he's run, Rick jumps into the cockpit uh, to finish the job only for a blue wind to reveal their devilish trap. They escape swiftly, blowing up the ship behind them with Rick taking the brunt of the blast. Is Rick dead? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, who cares? Everyone's too busy looking at the finals for Miss Macross. Fokker begins wisely giving the two new recruits his own conspiracy theories <laughs> that are swiftly proven wrong as Min May is crowned the winner. That was really funny for me. <laughs> like, I think he was right up until the point that, that uh, the crowd was giving voting powers. Like, it's I, I... <laughs> so funny because he's speaking in the way in which anime as a medium tells us that he's right, only to get proven wrong without comment. He he is like he is like like those people giving commentary when you're watching like a shonen battle. I wrote down that exact same thing in my notes. <laughs> I wrote down that exact thing that in in Macross he he was like I, I call him a piccolo ass. <laughs> he's he's uh he's the the tournament uh, announcer. Yeah, it, it's a little bit. It, it's a bit of a different vibe between both of the two. Um, in Macross, it's, it's very much like that. Like it's like one of like Krillin, Piccolo, Yamcha, all like talking about. Huh? He's using his power level in a way that you wouldn't ever expect. No, you fool! He's hiding it. He's way stronger. In uh, Robotech, he just sounds like a weird Alex Jones conspiracy theory guy. <laughs> <laughs> this whole event is a publicity stunt designed to promote Jan Morris. Just because she's a famous movie star doesn't mean she'll win. Does it? A professional actress like her shouldn't be allowed to compete in a contest like this. She should be an honorary guest judge or something. It would be really funny, though, if just like in, in Dragon Ball Z, Piccolo was like, huh, you guys don't know anything. He hasn't used his secret technique yet. When he uses his left arm attack, there's no way he'll die. And like he uses his left arm attack and like it doesn't do anything. And then no one comments on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just like look at him and he gets like that little the beat of sweat that they get in anime. Uh, or in uh, bad Western anime parodies. Yeah. Uh, luckily for Rick, even the Green Reaper is distracted, allowing him to slip out of death's sweet embrace just in time to see the news himself. Is that it? Is that the end? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that, wow. that's, that's just how the episode ends. Sorry. I mean, uh, the, the narrator just d- does add his own little bit there. You're right. I just didn't think that added up. What He says basically like... Um, Rick doesn't know if he'll be able to go into the new world that Minmay is in. Because she's like officially Queen Macross now. Yeah. Uh narrator really just kind of like doing his own work to to put his, his own like spin on e- each episode, like add a little bit from the from the next few ones on there. Yeah, n- nothing nothing as much as, as that that one where he mentions Lisa. No. But but he's getting there. We still haven't we still haven't gone into that love triangle bit yet in the show he's he's really jumped the gun by quite a bit yeah yeah like right now he's uh uh they're still going at it roy uh not roy uh rick and uh lisa uh she she doesn't chastise him as much as as i think she should for leaving his post to be on standby to just get on a bicycle and and go look at a beauty contest 
Like I, I, I hope next episode this earns him like some break time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Really, no one gives a shit that he's gone. Really, it's quite sad. Yeah. I mean, it was just one ship. Who cares? Oh, did you like my summary? Uh, I did like your summary. I, I love your your all caps use of blue wind. <laughs> it's very funny. I like the blue wind gang a lot. I think they're great. Uh, I think they're they're a little bit funnier in uh, in Macross. Yeah, and they're in Robotech because they they had uh, pretty much any and all characters stripped from them. Well, even though even so, they still kind of are a little striking, a little mm-hmm. memorable. Yeah, I I think I think they're 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 pretty good in, in each. Do you think we'll be seeing more of these guys? They did escape. I mean, they did escape, and they made a big deal of them escaping. So I hope to see them again. Yeah, uh, he they really like do Rick good. He he, he blows them the fuck up. If a Grim Reaper was not busy jacking it to that swimsuit competition, Rick would be done for. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let, let's talk about while while we're on it the them taking out the the, the sex stuff. Yeah, we we joked about it in both of our summaries, but uh, in terms of an adaptational change, I do think it is very weak because. Removing the part about the Zentradi not understanding, like, even the concept of, like, sexual arousal, uh, you know, it is funny, of course, but it's also, like, extremely telling culturally about, you know, like, a, a huge difference the Zentradi have, um, and, like, like tells you a lot about what they think. So, like, and there, there's two things like that in this episode. The other thing is that, you know, they look at the swimsuit. Yeah, yeah, just the, the women and men. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess three things. That, yeah, it's that, and then I was going to also say um, them looking at the Miss Macross advertisement in the beginning uh, is like with complete confusion. Like they don't understand this at all. That's a, that's a a little bit more understandable, I would say, because it is super scrambled and you can't even hear the dialogue. Yeah, uh, I think I think like they don't like. You're right, but I, I think it seems more like they don't even understand like what the point of this would be. Oh yeah, uh, is is the concept. So them removing like all the sex stuff, I think, takes like a really big chunk out of what they're trying to say about how the Zentradi are different from humans, uh, you know, culturally in this episode. That I, I think is, uh, is is pretty pretty bad. I, I don't like like that change at all. Uh, I hadn't noticed up until this point, but I uh, I hadn't even noticed that we hadn't seen any female Zentradi. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a sausage fest over there. Yeah, big old sausage like the like the ship, like the, the enemy battleship. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we've only seen, like, you know, less than 10 Zentradi. So it might just be, you know, like, typical soldier guy. You you, you, you draw a guy. Uh, but here, they, they make it very explicit. Like, hey, if there is a relationship between, um, you know, like, men and women in Zentradi culture, it is not a very close one, if one that exists at all. Maybe they're, like, birthed in pods or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they birth in pods or something. That's what I'm going to... Erase your first one too. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, say okay. That's a, that's a great and funny idea, Shane. Wow, that is a great point, Shane. <laughs> Thank you, Robo Manny. No, overall, did you like this this episodes? Uh, I think these are the most fun episodes we've seen yet. Wow. Big words. Big big words. Uh, go go through it a bit. What would you like? Uh, let's see. A lot of fun, funny stuff. With Hikaru, pretty much anything with Hikaru is just is just really really funny in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, kind of like sad and pathetic a lot of the time. Yeah, but I, I, th- at that at this point, that's just Hikaru right now. Hopefully, yeah. he grows he grows out of this phase. He is he's sad, empathetic. He has another good uh, Rixel line when he's having the the conversation in Robotech. We argued about 
uh, where in Robotech, the, the line is something like, um, uh, Min May says, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't really have any, any boyfriends. It's not really in a good place for me right now. And Rick's like, since when? Would you please tell the panel whether or not you have a steady boyfriend? Steady? I don't believe I'm ready for that at this point. I mean, I think it's best to have a lot of different friends. Since when? Uh, just super pissed. <laughs> since she met you, buddy. Since she met you. <laughs> Bro, you she's she's sixteen. Romance does not work the way you think it is. You're you're being such a weirdo about this. Oh man, uh, I don't like how everyone is looking at her uh, in the beauty contest. Like, uh, what is it? What is it that, that Maximilian says in Robotech? She may be small, but she's packing or something like that. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That line is that a Macross line? That is a Macross line, and okay. it is, an, it is an, a line I did not like. I did. I did not like. I mean, I guess it. It is. Is that? I. I don't see many beauty pageants. Is that a beauty pageant question? The. Do you have a boyfriend? Tell me. Do you have? Do you have a boyfriend? You got to. You have to tell me if you have a boyfriend. I'm nearly positive it is. Like that is like a whole thing. I'm, I'm thinking a lot more of like weird Honey Boo Boo idols things where they ask those sort of questions. I, I don't know if it's the same for for idols. You know, like this is maybe like a halfway point. I, I don't. I don't know if Japan like does those like you know, Miss America style competitions where they might have these, or if like, this is like being based on, uh, on our things. I just don't know enough about that. Or if it's I, my, my idea is that it's like halfway between those two cultures of, of like idol culture and like a Miss, Miss America style culture. I mean, I would, I would say that's kind of what Robotech is going for in general, just like a, a blend of cultures, especially yeah. like American and Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even in, Macross, it's called like Miss Macross. I just don't know enough about like the history of like the the Miss X competition to say like where that comes from culturally. Uh, sounds uh, like it's time for you to take a deep dive into beauty pageants. Yeah, oh, what, you know, just quickly looking at Wikipedia here, uh, Miss America, not to be confused with Miss USA, Miss World America, Miss United States, Miss Earth United States, Miss Supernational USA, Miss Grand USA, or Miss America Latina. Is there like a Super USA God Super Super USA? Is that how they go? <laughs> no, uh, they they do have uh, a Miss Japan as well. Uh, looks like the pageant pageant ran from 1952, and it's it's been going on. I, I think ended in 29. Oh no, it, it's still going on for the Miss Japan stuff. Uh, however, Miss America has been going on. It looks like since 1920. So unless there's like, uh, I'm sure it's it's a lot more complicated than that in terms of like pageant history in Japan, but generally i think they're pulling from like well, well yeah the obvious is past the 50s so they they're probably pulling from miss japan stuff that is you know was pulling i imagine from miss america stuff uh if you know that being said not a lot of research uh just doing all my uh basic wikipedia knowledge i don't please do not t- take this as as fact uh, but that's just my my guess i mean that's a good guess it sounds uh logical i can follow thank you i can follow the lines Thank you, Manny. You can use it when talking to your friends to say it as fact, but no one else. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna text all my friends right now about Miss Japan. Yeah, yeah, that that is interesting. So I, I think it it is pulling from from that sort of stuff in both. And I, I think I think like the Miss X stuff is like less, you know, it's very weird. But I think like less weird in the specific idol way, um, from my understanding. I was just gonna ask about that. Do you think the answer they're looking for is no? Like is answering yes a negative? I think maybe have the perfect answer is the thing. I think the answer they're looking for is like I don't have a boyfriend right now, but like who knows in, in the future? Yeah, uh, it's like seem attainable. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, pretty yeah. much what I thought. 
and, and speaking though of fucked up things Max says, uh, I told you before we started, I had two lines in Robotech that I gasped at, and you said you, you did not know what they were. Do you, do you have any more guesses that we're here? Uh, no, I, uh, I, I kind of breezed through Robotech, so maybe you, you need to remind me here. We'll start with the less gaspy one, where Claudia says, quote, I don't know, that girl from the Chinese restaurant's pretty hot, too. Okay, yes. Yeah. A Max's line, also about Minmei, says, Man, I had no idea that Minmei was beauty contest material. <laughs> yeah, she sure doesn't look 16 to me. She sure doesn't look 16 to me. Uh, oh, yes, I do remember that line. Uh, and I do remember being like, hmm, 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 at that line. I do remember stopping to hum a lot. There was another bridge crew that 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 uh, had a line that, that I didn't quite like. Uh, yeah. I don't remember who it was. It might have been like Shammy or some or one or Kim, but she just she just she does that thing where people instead of saying women say females, and I just don't like that. Yeah, you're right about that. There aren't too many females that can stand up to Jam Morris. Mm, yeah, uh, even even when females do it. Yeah, just that doesn't feel right. Like a, like uh, is it, like I I don't. There are not many things that would make me say the word cringe, but that does. Wow, that makes me cringe. Cringe Kim, you heard it here first. Sorry if it wasn't Kim. I can't remember who it was. Sorry, no, she's she's got it. She's cringe now. Okay, cringe Kim. There, there's some some funny little adaptation notes I noticed. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I've got a couple too, which I thought were yeah. funny. But you go ahead. No, you you go first. One that I really liked that just made me giggle a little bit was when they were talking about I think the third contestant in the beauty pageant contestant. Uh, I think the name was Blackstone. Yeah. They change the age and they change oh. what she likes. Oh, I didn't notice the age. What, yeah. What's the age from? In Macross, she's 20. In, in Robotech, she's 24. Ooh. Aging them up. Good job, Aging Robotech. Them up. In Robotech, she loves pie. She just absolutely loves apple pie. But in, in uh, wait, in Macross, she loves apple pie. Yeah, I think you got them reversed. Uh, but in Robotech, she loves baking apple pie. Much more, air quotes, womanly. Yeah, she spent those four years going to culinary school. Yeah, got to learn to make that pie. Yeah, it's funny. I noticed that too. Great. Uh, one interesting thing, I had to look back and, and see the, the music choice because I thought it was so weird in Robotech. Uh, the handkerchief scene. Are we, we haven't really talked about uh, Jan Morris slash uh, Jamis Marin yet. So like, I guess that's a subplot we, we don't super care about, but there's like a celebrity there. Everyone thinks she's going to win. She ends up not winning. She's a little bit of a jerk to Minmay. Minmay asks to sign a handkerchief and she pretends like she's sick. So she doesn't have to sign it. Yeah. She looks down and sees that Minmay does not have official merch. <laughs> you can't even buy it. What do you mean? <laughs> they're like, they're like in Pluto or whatever. Like, yeah. They're halfway to Mars by now, but they're in space. You can't, you can't get the merchandise. A real fan Just, would find a way. Just sign the damn handkerchief, Jan. Anyway, in that scene, uh, for whatever reason, Robotech plays a very ill-fitting, sad music over the entirety of it, which is almost like wants you to feel bad for the celebrity Jan Morris in that instance. I got them to call you a blast. Are you feeling any better now? Thanks, Mary. <gasps> It's Jan Morris, a real movie star in person. Oh, dear. I guess they put you at the head of the list because you're a big star. I mean, it's only right that you be introduced. Oh, would you stop? This is hardly Hollywood. So why are you bothering with it in that case? 
It's my job. It goes with the territory. Excuse me, Miss huh? Morris? I'm really one of your biggest fans, and so I was wondering if you'd be kind enough to give me your autograph. I'm afraid this is all I have to write on, though. Would it be all right? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really not up to signing autographs at the moment. If you want an autograph from a real star, you should get a real autograph book. Contestant number 12, Miss Min May. There, there are a lot of music choices in this episode, uh, in the Robotech episode, that I was like, hmm, question mark. Uh, I did not notice yours, though. I'll have to back, go back and check. Yeah, in Macross, there's no sound at all. There's no music. It, it's just like that that scene, and you get the correct impression of it. Um, and like maybe we're supposed to get the impression for Min May, but she's only like disappointed at the very end. Uh, so it's a little bit weird there. And she dis- uh, she's disappointed. I don't think she picks up on the fact that she needed official merch to, to get the the autograph i don't know i i don't think she would have signed it in most cases i think she's being being real a real mean celebrity person i mean uh you're right but she did give like a, a look at the handkerchief and just be like hmm not 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 my jam here yeah uh, another absolutely puzzling music choice to me is the the scene where uh rick was cycling to the beauty pageant I don't know if you caught it, but it, it is almost certainly like like music that plays when like a clown is juggling in the middle of a circus. Huh. It was it was absolutely just like I had to go back and be like, why are they, what did they put this music here for? Like what? What is this music? That's really funny. What else? I, uh, when Minmay uh, was announced uh, the winner of the pageant, it almost sounded like like a uh, a celebratory like fanfare version of the Robotech opening ver- theme. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, I mean, I I listened to it a lot through editing. So it's uh, the the introduction or ending theme there. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was that, but one fantastic, amazing, glorious music choice in this episode, which I think almost makes up for all the yeah. all the bad choices, is the opening theme song for the beauty pageant. Like, oh the yeah, theme music was amazing. That, was that like a classical music reference or something? That, that no, no, it, like it was, it was like totally super eighties beauty pageant or like TV special music. Okay, that that's it, like a TV special sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good too. Oh man, I loved it. Like I went back and I just listened to it and I just giggled. That'd be a good theme, like uh, I was about to say theme song, good like ringtone for your phone. Yeah, like like if you can find that piece of music somewhere, is there, is there like a Robotech soundtrack or something? Uh, announcing our first piece of merchandise, a stolen soundbite from Robotech, which definitely <laughs> will not get us sued by uh, Harmony Gold with like with overdub dialogue included. <laughs> it's an added bonus how can you lose i'm actually going to be transferring the copyright of the show to manny for the while we're selling it just in case wow uh all right uh the mesic estate can come after me <laughs> with all you got come on, i don't harmony think gold. he owns i don't think he owns harmony gold no he's the scapegoat like i'm just gonna use him for everything can't wait until i force you to read the the film noir book by carl masek for this podcast like, i'm not reading that i've got bookworm <laughs> books to read all right it'll be a while you'll have plenty of time to, to watch out for it what else uh just little things that i want to point out in in 
I think I think it was in Robotech and Macross. I thought it was really funny early on in the episode when when Rick is trying to uh, to get a sweet date dinner date with with Min May, and Min May is not picking up on it, and, and she's like, uh, "How many people should I cook for?" <laughs> <laughs> and Rick is like, uh, two, 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 just just two. That, that sounds good, right?" Do you so, think if Rikaru confessed to Minmay right now, what do you think her reaction would be? Uh she would she would not be interested in, in in taking the next step in their relationship. You don't you don't think she's interested in that way, like at all? Uh, I don't think so, not right now. Okay. I think I think I think she was honest in the answer she gave to the to the weird creepo beauty pageant guy. Yeah, I, I think she hasn't thought about it. I think I think she would not reject him out of hand. I think she would think about it. Um, is what I would think. Yeah, maybe I think, think about it. I don't think she's being dishonest, but I think that she, like a lot of things, has not really put a lot of time into the specifics because it's like I don't know. I'm 16 years old. Yeah, she just she kind of goes with flow. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens. That's good. Uh, I maintain that she entered herself into the the contest in both. I would die in this hill. Oh, you th- you think she's lying about the mayor entering her? Uh, I really hope that she is. I think it would be, I think it would be better, and I think it would be funnier if she if she was. Like for a character that you think that she is lying to 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 Rikaru about her not entering herself. Uh, that's interesting. I, that's devilish. That is devilish. But like, I feel like that's kind of what she wanted to do, almost right. Like she wanted to be a singer. She wanted to be a celebrity, and this is her one big chance right now in the entire Macaros ship. Yeah, it's. I, I think. I see where where that that could happen because I think it go either way. I think it's interesting the the read that Min May is someone that like is both very honest, but also someone who might just like honestly like tell a, a very white lie extremely easily, very quickly, just to not have to deal with like an issue. You know, yeah. like that might also be the sort of person Min May is. I agree. She's wonderful though. Still, just a, such a fun character. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. I I still think that that Robotech Minmei is slightly more interesting just because of, of maybe like the life the, the actress brings to it. Yeah. The uh, Macross Minmei is a little bit more deadpan almost. We, we haven't covered her yet on the show, her voice actor, right? No, neither one. Uh, I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll, that, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Right. I, was, I, was just, I was just trying to Pro- probably both in one episode, judging from how Baron, the Japanese uh, voice actor work is yeah. Some of those from from both sides we could just combine because it's just like one or one or two uh, important yeah, yeah, yeah. really. But yeah, this this show this uh, yeah this I mean the show in general is good. I'm having a great time. I really like all these characters. But yeah, quick 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 other thing in uh, in Macross, Claudia has a very different interaction with uh, Lisa Misa. Oh man, that was so funny to me. Oh man, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to. Uh... It's good. And a Macross, she's like, you know, like Misa, you should have entered. I think you would have won. And that it's actually like a very nice small moment because Misa, um, like turns turns her head to her and like doesn't say anything and like kind of like oh like that's like that's very sweet. But I don't like know quite how to how to take take that compliment. Um, like I don't really think of myself in in that way of like being this traditionally beautiful person. You know, like all that like a very small moment. And in Robotech, they changed that to claudia saying um oh so the reason you entered probably because you'd be like way too intimidated by everyone else huh and then (laughs) 
uh, they do the same head head twirl thing, but now because of the prior dialogue, it's a completely different intonation of like you bitch. Yes, but she does reply in in the in Robotech, right? I can't remember. D- does she? I don't think so. I, I don't think she replies. But I I could be could be wrong. Uh, I, I might be misremembering the Macross English dub. Okay, the, yeah, the, those guys always add a lot of uh, dialogue when there isn't any. Yeah. I'm very glad we, we touched on that. That is a very important uh, difference. But, oh, yeah. One other bridge bunny difference in, in between those is that in, in Macross, some more uh, Beta Bruno, um, Handsome Henry action, where uh, there's a small joke where, where in the beginning where it's revealed that uh, Captain Global is the head judge of the competition, even though he doesn't actually appear in the rest of the episode. And there's a very silly picture of him that, that comes up yeah, in Macross. Close up. <laughs> yeah. In Macross, they're like, He's he's got like a little bit of a, a dirty look on his face, huh? In uh, Robotech, they're like he's he's like kind of handsome, don't you guys think? Yeah, the very, wow. Like, why would they do that? Uh, also, he he is not handsome. That is that is a that is a well worn gentleman there. I could see. Look, like I said in the summary that you read, he's daddy. Ah, uh, I mean, some some daddies are just not not uh, pleasing to the eye. I think he's not. Some are. Some are. I think I think he's a little bit maybe a little bit granddaddy, but he's daddy. Okay, uh, I'll agree with the granddaddy. <laughs> uh, grand granddad. Not much left in my notes that I could bring up. the 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 beauty pageant camera crew kind of looks like those stereotypical like South American uh, guerrilla soldiers. Oh they? yeah, I really <laughs> like their designs. Like they yeah. have like they have a little patch that like. Um, goes across there. One of them had a little beret, and we love yeah. berets here. Berets are good. I love them. Berets flop. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I love I love that. But to, to describe the design, it's like they have a jacket where the only part that connects is like a big patch in the middle. So it gives it a very unique uh, outline and vibe. I think it's very uh, cool. The the patch does have like uh, unfortunate initials on them. Yeah, MBS. Right. Yes. Yeah. Not a cool guy, as far as I'm aware. Uh, not a cool guy at all. Yeah. Uh, but yes, MBS, Macross Broadcast System, I believe. If Joe Biden were, uh, you know, the rotating guest, this is where he would. You he always would stand up bring up Joe Biden. You always bring up Joe Biden. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. That's our segment. Joe Joe Biden versus Macross. Joe Biden would not enjoy this. He'd say like, I don't like that fellow very much. Uh yeah, he's uh, that that fella is full of malarkey, something <laughs> like that. Um, if you got invited by Joe Biden to have a like a can of malarkey, uh, would you? Uh, it's malarkey, something you eat. What is malarkey? <laughs> it sounds edible. Uh, uh, like, I mean, I would need like some jam or something to go with it. Malarkey might be jam. Oh wow! Oh, shit. Okay, so I, I would need some good bread to to spread that malarkey on. <laughs> that that makes a lot more sense in my mind. Having bread <laughs> to spread malarkey on. Just give me give me a give me a good bagel. That's all I need. Oh yeah, you forgot to mention um, the stage, and this is fucking awesome. The special effects they're doing—they're just like oh, flying so cool, letters right? across yeah. the uh, across the stage, and then like the the way they decide who wins, like they're all sitting against the wall, and like a giant like not uh, like a big beam of light comes up from from each of them to determine who who goes highest, gets the most points. Uh, another minor difference is they added a drum roll for Robotech during that scene. Oh, that's really, that's really funny. I did not <laughs> notice that. Uh, uh, also, they they got rid of uh, Min May's butt. They had a, they had a, a, a big butt close up in Macross. They did not keep in Robotech. Is that is that when she fixed her swimsuit? 
Yeah, that's when uh, she's she's like wedging her swimsuit out. Oh, okay, because it was not cut out in mine in my Robotech. Oh, um, uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that might be might be a mine thing, or I'm just a fool. Either way, uh, one thing they did cut out for sure is that painted panel of, of uh, Minmay looking into the sunset in the beginning of the cafe scene. Mm-hmm. They cut it out in Robotech because they use it again in both in both shows episodes. They use it again at the very end. When, uh, uh, when Hikaru, uh, when Rick, uh, hears that Minmay won, and he, he he sees that Minmay in his in his mind's eye. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I, I know the ending bit for the the, the picture you're talking about. I, I don't remember the first instance. Yeah, the, uh, it was in the middle when when they were talking about. Oh, they added a sky. It's sad if uh, if we couldn't see the sunset. Oh, huh. Yeah, I did not. That's interesting. So they, yeah. I, I did realize that scene was shorter, but I didn't like look to see what specifically had had changed there. That that yeah. makes sense. Uh, they don't want to reuse it or so. Uh, although I guess kind of it, it is kind of lame though, because like it's calling back to a very specific moment then that is now removed. Yeah, it was uh, like he 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 was mesmerized looking at her like that. Huh. So it was weird that they cut that out. Uh, another another weird little difference is when uh, uh, I think. You mentioned that Rick takes a brief jacking break. Uh in that weird, like in, in Macross, it was it was almost like a, a new type scene mm-hmm. that just kept cutting to the beauty pageant. <laughs> uh yeah, that was a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's not it's not so much new typed out in, in Robotech, but something that's not in Macross that is in Robotech is throughout those scenes, you can you can uh Rick Here's Minmay talking in the in the beauty pageant. Like you can hear Minmay saying, "Oh, my favorite color is blue." Uh she she rhymes. She says, "Like I am five two. My favorite color is blue." Oh wow, I didn't even catch that. No. Uh, I have a question for you. So one production fact about Robotech I know is that occasionally the actors would successfully fit in ridiculous lines that didn't get caught uh, that weren't in the script. Do you think that? The the one I mentioned earlier of uh, she doesn't look sixteen to me is is one of those or do you think they wrote that down on purpose? I, I would have to go back and hear how he delivers it, but I think I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah, uh, and maybe that the girl from the Chinese restaurant's pretty hot too from Claudia. That one might also be up there. Yeah, that doesn't seem like something. It doesn't fit with the writing style of the rest of the show so far. No, no, I think those two might be cut-ins from from the actors. Be my guess. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, well, real, real, real ending this time. Good eps. We do have a small announcement. No, no cross up today, uh, unless you want to fucking talk about the 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 music difference. Uh, congratulations, Robotech, for winning your '80s theme song music. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you do you have any opinions on Jan Morris versus Janet? Mor- sorry, Jamis Marin versus Jan Morris. They're both bad names. That's my opinion. Equal loss. Done. Yep. Cross them over. You you can cut this out. Like this is the end of the episode. No, I I have a thing. To, I'm not cutting out. I got a thing to say. Oh, what is the thing? What do you think? You think I just said I'm going to make an announcement and then not say anything? The announcement was there's no cross up. No, no, that, that's that's unrelated. That was getting trash out of the way before the announcement. You, you said we have an announcement to make. Like 
There's no crossover. That was that was the flow <laughs> that you said. Uh, well, all right. We announced it to make pause pause. You know, there, there's in case you're you're wondering, there, there's no cross up. No one's wondering it. It doesn't matter. Here's here's the announcement. Next time we are going to be covering our first ever original Robotech material. That that's right. Not based on anything Macrossy, other than you know, in broad strokes, of course, from uh, from like what the original Macross series did. We are going to be reading a three-issue comic book called Robotech Megastorm that came out uh, in um, 1998, so quite a while afterwards. Uh, it takes place around episode uh, six-ish, six-ish or so, right before um, Ben Dixon and uh, Max Genius are introduced, uh, so kind Is of like a prequel with them. Mm-hmm. Right after Bye Bye Mars? Yes, I think right after Bye Bye Mars um in a a, a kind of a, a side story that we have not yet seen there's a, a focusing on ben dixon and max sterling uh, i've looked it up this is like a one shot uh if you want to follow along and read it with us you look it looks really ugly you probably don't have to but if you're really curious you know there's there's like the ways you can do it on the internet if you search read <laughs> robotech megastorm and have a lot of ad blockers installed that might work out for you um, you know, like if you know me, you want me to me to share a copy I have on on Discord. Feel free to DM me if you're really that curious. Uh, but we are going to be reading it, and uh, Mandy, I don't think we agreed exactly if we're going to be reading. Uh, we have two options: either we're going to be reading the first issue next time and discussing just that, and then the next two episodes after that, or we're going to just you know read the entire thing to talk about next time as well. I mean, I forgot we were reading a comic at all. So, uh, science so, right now. So, is the option read all three comics and also do uh, an episode? Episode? Yeah, no, we're 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 doing the episode no matter what. Uh, I think tentatively, uh, I'm gonna say let's let's uh, let's go for it. Let's read all three comics. Okay. Uh, right. However, should they prove to be uh, meaty to talk about? We'll They're not. I, I can promise you they won't be meaty. I I looked through them a little bit just to see if there's any weird like feature continuity stuff. There's a lot of like prequel stuff that I thought like, oh, can we read this here? And I start talking about like concepts that are not introduced yet. I'm like, nope, we cannot. This does not appear to be that. Uh, I I obviously did not read it beforehand. We we talked about it. I did pass through it a little bit. Uh, uh, it's. I promise you, it's not meaty. We will not have a lot to talk about. Follow up question. Yeah. Will Will there be summaries involved? that's we'll figure that out we'll figure that out that's not on the audience to care about audience wow. is make a summary we, we audience, audience look forward to however it goes down yeah um all right well but you you did hear it audience uh, we will be covering uh all three issues of robotech megastorm i believe there's some stuff about there being like also a backup story in there and i don't know if that's like included um like on like the last six pages or so but if it is ignore it do not read it just the the main story robotech and megastorm and we'll, we'll have a little bit more in, information. Uh, it, is, it is, I will say, by a story by Fred Perry, artist by Ben Dunn. I don't know who these people are. Maybe they're they're cool or not. I look forward to seeing if if they're drawn in like the those weird '90s comic book style where all oh, the yeah. men are super muscular and oh, all the women have like gigantic boobs. Oh, that's funny, Manny. I I want to give you a live reaction to the cover of Robotech Man uh, Make a Storm. See what Ooh. you think. Okay. Okay. And I'll, I'll include this in the show notes as well, audience. You too can have a live reaction to this particular art style that I'm about to show you. Man, are you ready to react like those uh, wonderful little kid shows uh, that are popular on YouTube? 
Hit me, hit me. Okay, here, here you go. Robotech Mega Storm. That's oh, the cover. Okay, it 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 looks more like a like a '90s cartoon or early 2000s cartoon than it does uh those those stereotypical mid '90s comics. Yeah, it's it's a little bit. Um, I don't like Fokker. Fokker looks a little bit like he's drawn by someone who just finished reading one of those how to draw anime books. Uh, I see what you mean. I see. I see what you mean, especially with the hair and a little bit of the eyes. The those those teeth though those those are some uh, so some good old fashioned American comic book teeth right there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This this will not come up for a while, but just just while you mentioned it, uh, do you know that there is a um, an American made comic book called uh, Macross Two that is a sequel to Macross Two, made in America that is not related to Robotech? Oh no! Weird, wow. huh? That is, that is very strange, isn't it? it uh, when when did that get made? Do you know? Off the top made of a little bit after Macross Two did. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll probably if, if we're if we're covering Macross too, we'll definitely cover that because that is very much in the wheelhouse of of this podcast. Great. Well, yeah. With that being said, uh, I'm very excited to cover that, and I'm very excited to cover Manny in my ever growing love as a friend in a normal, cool way. Uh, Manny, what are you? Oh wait, wait, fuck! Hold the brakes, Manny. Hold the brakes. Going to hold tell me. The Holy, oh god! Hold hold the brakes! Oh god! We're going faster. That's what holding the brakes do. <laughs> you, you should be releasing the brakes to make it go slower. Um, Manny, you were going to tell me a funny story about your friend, and then said, "No, I must wait until the podcast." Now you must tell it your your PC story. Oh my god, Kevin! <laughs> so so uh, I've I've built PCs for my buddy Kevin in, in the past before, like twice before. Uh, but lately he's been pretty busy, but he did want to get a new PC. So he bought a pre-built one. And then like two weeks after he's got it, he calls me and he's like, Hey Manny, can you take a look at my PC? It's not turning on. It hasn't worked since I got it. So I'm like, sure, Kevin, I'll take a look at your PC. He's had it for two weeks. He's been on the line with customer support. He can't get the, the darn thing to turn on. So I get the PC, you know, lug it upstairs. I live on the third floor here. Uh, I plug it in. Boom, boom, boom. Press the power button. Turns on just fine. Turns out just fine. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh, maybe Kevin completely forgot about the existence of the power switch on the back of the PC. You know, the, the power switch right where the power cable connects to? Uh-huh. Yep. So I call him up and, uh, you know, I poke a little fun at him, making thinking it's that. Thinking it's that. And uh, I tell him, Kevin, come get your PC. It works just fine. I turned it on. It went into the, hey, log into your Windows account. So he comes get his PC, takes it home. Plugs it in, and then I get a call from him about 20 minutes later. Manny, my PC is not turning on. I even tried like a different outlet. Not working, not working. I hear him on the phone pressing a button. I hear like a click over the phone. Yeah. All right? When I hear that click is when it clicks for me. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin is, I love you, Kevin. I love you. But you dumb, Kevin. But you dumb. <laughs> this boy, he's not pressing the power button. He's pressing the reset button on the PC. Oh, no. This particular PC case has uh, a USB uh, audio jack and reset button on the top. And then at the very top of the front panel, kind of built into the logo of it, is the power button. Even though they're very near each other, he thought the logo was just a logo, not a power button. Embarrassing. This this, This whole time, he just hadn't pressed the power button. Even though there's a big power button like logo right there. Yes. Wow. 
Shameful. Get Owen, Kevin. Shameful, man. Huh. I, uh, uh, believe me when I say that I'm not going to let him live this down for years. And that is my story. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Uh, get get on Kevin and to everyone else out there. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us on this Macross Robotech journey. I'll, we'll next time we'll be, can, can you, can you freaking believe it? We're on, epi- we'll be on episode 10. We'll have episode done 10 episodes. 10. That's one in the double digits. We're, we'll be um, one third ish of the way through Macross and one eighth ish of the way through Robotech. If I could reach here, I would shake your hand right now. I, I would, I would do the thing where I take both my hands and shake your one hand, like even, even stronger. Oh wow! No, please don't do that. That's that okay. Weird. I'm sorry. Um, I'm releasing my left hand and keeping it normal with my right hand. Uh, uh, it's loud as long as you don't do that thing where you like take my hand and then you like kneel and you kiss the hand. You, you know what I'm talking about? That is, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, that that that'd be a little strange in this context. I can but, see you doing that. All right. Uh, okay. Well, pod, podcast over. Everyone, go home. Have a good one. And remember, whether you're shaking your friend's hand or you're winning a competition or you are um, making your friend read very questionable Robotech comic books. I love you. Do you love me? Wow, that is a great point, Shane. Do you remember Robotech? is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collin.